welcome to the Align and Grind podcast. I'm Alyssa Davenport, real estate expert, founder of Alyssa Davenport Fitness, WBFF Pro Bikini Competitor, and entrepreneur on the continuous journey to fulfillment in businesses, relationships, spirituality, and life. Each week, I'll bring you a thought or a guest or a skill that will motivate you to level up in all areas of your life. It's time to trust your intuition, step into your power, show up as your highest self, and become the person you were created to be by taking bold, imperfect action. Get ready to align and grind. What's up, you guys? Welcome to episode three of the Align and Grind podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you all today. And with me today, you guys, is the beautiful Heidi Stallard. She is a mother, a wife, a friend, a fitness competitor, multi-million dollar earner in network marketing, serial online entrepreneur, investor. She's about to launch her first podcast, The Money Honey Mama. She's known to many as a keynote speaker, a motivational speaker. She has spoken on stages as far as Japan. She is huge on mindset, visualization, gratitude, faith. I cannot wait for you all to tune into this chat with her today. I know you're going to take so much from her. So let's get right into it. Hi, Heidi. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely honored and Congratulations on starting your podcast. Yay. All right. Well, we are going to get right into it and not waste any time. Heidi is so sweet to do this with me. She's about to be traveling a ton. Her family's waiting for her to get home. So we are going to go all the places today and go all over the place. But before we get started, would you tell the audience your story? It is just so inspiring and relatable on so many levels. So let's hear it, girl. All right. So I won't go, I won't go too far back. But I grew up, I'm the youngest of four girls. I grew up in a little suburb right outside of Dallas. Um, and now I actually live in Dallas in a high rise. And that, that was always my dream. So it's funny how everything kind of comes full circle. But I grew up um, pretty, pretty average kid, pretty average lifestyle. I mean, I was a good kid, but I wasn't like anything above and beyond, if you will. <laughs> I wasn't like the best in sports. I wasn't the smartest. I was always like, one of the better ones, but never the number one. Girl, um, I so, that's me. <laughs> so yeah, just goes to show, you know, if you're a grinder, you always end up being further ahead. So definitely, definitely was better that way in the long run, just to have that competitive spirit. But, um, you know, I will be really honest with you. I graduated high school and um, I my plan was always that I was going to go to school, get a job, and then, you know, get a job to pay for school. And I, when I graduated from high school, I really didn't have a vision for my life. And so because I lacked vision, I ended up in trouble. (laughs) They say without vision, the people shall perish. Isn't that true? I always think about that. And so at 19 years old, I kind of found myself in this spot where I just be really honest, like I was kicked out of my apartment, like, you know, not good decisions, not places you want to be, not people you want to hang out with, you know, like massively in debt with credit cards, massively in debt because I had to actually pay back my apartment, had to, um, you know, I just had made some really poor life decisions, owed the wrong people money and had people watching me that don't like watching it. 
you know, I, I think as I've gotten older, I've, I've started to uncover the story a little bit more. So, you know, I know you know deeper into my story, but for, for the listener's sake, we'll save some of that for later. But at 19, I found myself desperate and I found myself in this position where I was just broke, felt like a failure, felt like I wasn't enough, felt like an idiot. I was full of shame, guilt, humiliation, embarrassment, could barely look people in the eye just because I felt so terrible. And uh, there was a girl I worked with, she gave me this book called The Secret. And it changed my life because it allowed me to kind of gain a vision for my life. And I'll tell you that 19 years old, I guess, is really when I started my path in personal development. And it wasn't because I like aspired to be this better person. It was because I was so desperate. I needed to be a better person. <laughs> like, yes, I was just telling you, yeah. Like I didn't believe much in, for myself. Like I wanted more, but I didn't believe I could get there. And so, um, you know, I just started filling myself with positive things because I knew if I didn't, I was going to be at a crossroads. It was not going to be very good. And so um, I continued on that journey. I ended up in the bar and nightclub industry. And I did that until I was about 23. I met my husband there. We worked at a nightclub in downtown Dallas. It was actually the number one nightclub in Texas at the time. So it was a really cool thing. Um, and about two years in our relationship, he was actually introduced to network marketing. And I will tell you, I was somebody that was opposed to that stigma of network marketing. If anybody's familiar with the MLM, I always tell people I like to build pyramids uh, <laughs> and really it's just sales distribution models. But, but that was my preconceived notion. And so I initially had said no, but I got in this position right after I had said no to the opportunity that seemed to be screaming at me in the face, right? Sometimes God knocks on our door. We like pray for this opportunity. He's like, hello, I'm here. And we're like, uh, no, it's probably not good enough, right? Not for me. Right? They say that it starts with a slight nudge and then the universe will hit you with a two by four. Every time, <laughs> right? What is it? It's uh, the, the quote too. It's like, opportunity often comes in overalls or is often dressed in overalls and looks like hard work. Yes, amen. Yeah, every time. So that's, that's where I was. And I actually had to leave right after that to do a study abroad in China. And while I was there, I just basically realized that you know, for, for my particular scenario, I was going to, I was looking at graduating college and making less money with the degree than I was currently making. Wow. And I knew I wanted a life of freedom. I knew I wanted to own my own business. I knew I wanted to have passive income. I knew I wanted to be a boss. I knew I wanted all of these things. And so, um, you know, all of the work that I had done from the ages of like 19 to 24 really became transferable skills. And so that, that was kind of the start of my career. And network marketing, which has since then launched us into a million different other projects and avenues and built the self-belief in myself and in, in other people too. So, you know, I'm just excited to be here and I, I want to answer some questions. I want to spin off of that because you are saying that you found personal development at 19 mm -hmm. and I'm 28 and I just began my journey probably about a year ago. And so for those of you listening, you might be thinking, well, shoot, I'm not 19. I don't have all this wisdom yet, but it is never too late to start. Yes. And the book, The Secret, I actually am reading because Heidi recommended it. And it is also changing my life and how I think as well. And so, yeah, never too late. 19 years old. That's incredible. Um, so just get started whenever you're ready. But let's dive more into your interview here. So I do want to hear, I know this is not a network marketing podcast, but I do want you to tell the listeners about your business and what do you do? What do you love about it? Yeah. Um, 
man, what I love most about it is really just the how many people we get to impact, how many people I get to personally feel connected to in my relationships, have the deepest relationships, the deepest, most meaningful friendships. That's that's truly why I love it. But I will tell you, so what I do essentially, I always tell people, I own the distribution rights to a health and wellness company. Um, and I basically sell and distribute products online by using attraction marketing and social media strategies. And then anybody that wants to learn how to do the same thing, I essentially teach them how to do the same thing so that they can make money in the cracks of their life. So that's kind of the simple thing about it. But, you know, it's been really interesting. My husband and I, we've now helped over 80 people create six and seven figure incomes. And to me, there's nothing more fulfilling than that than taking like somebody who didn't see much for themselves. And now they're this like huge leader in, in, you know, financial success story. And that's what I love about network marketing. The products are incredible, but the people are where it's at. And isn't it cool that life kind of forced you into this personal development? Uh, You had to do it. It was a must for you. And now that is literally what you share with your team, what you speak on stage about. And so your most rock bottom moment was probably getting you ready for your career in network marketing, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people, they see success stories, whether it's in network marketing or any industry, it doesn't even matter. And they often think that people have this like overnight success, but what they don't realize is <laughs> prior to that overnight success was many frustrating years and tears and upsets and, and, and all of these different things that kind of pushed you to the point of like, who am I? What is my purpose and where do I want to go with this? Absolutely. I love that. There is pure gold to be found out of rock bottom situations, no matter where you are at in life. Um, you were there for a reason. So make the most of it and you're going to get there. Um, so what does health mean to you? I know that you have had a crazy health and fitness journey of your own and you have made so many positive health changes. I've seen it. So what has your health and fitness journey been like? So I'll just tell you guys, I did not grow up like with a healthy environment. Like health was not something my family talked about. I mean, we were chugging two liters of like like nobody's business. Amen. So yeah, it's had to be something we've been intentional about. So, you know, for me, I didn't even understand the importance of nutrition or health or anything, honestly, until right around I was like 20 years old and I was like, I need to take care of my body. And just cause when you're, you know, when you're young, you can eat, you can eat a whole box of honey buns and it doesn't bother your stomach and you don't gain weight. It's totally fine. But then when you start reaching 20 and your hormones are changing, you start becoming a, a real adult. That's when stuff to really start to see the effects of what you're putting in your body or how you're treating your body or not fueling your body. And so, um, at my lowest time in life, I also found food to be something that I had control over. And I found myself going from 135 to my lowest weight of 99 pounds. And that was not good. So I've had that extreme in my life. And then I've grown into the years of um, binging around food. So like using too, food too much as like a celebratory tool, you know, in my successes. Like We've done that together. <laughs> We have gone ham together. Yeah, and eaten lots of ham for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I've gone there, and I've, I, you know, my first couple 
um, fitness competitions, I didn't have a good, new, I, I still have good nutritional knowledge, but I didn't have good nutritional habits yeah. or nutritional relationships mm -hmm. with my body or with food. And because of that, food became this good or bad scenario. Um, it became something that it even still, I just, I would either starve myself or binge completely mm -hmm. and have no control. And so I really had to learn that health is, and, and two is taking the vanity out of my health goals. I because, love that. Yeah. Like for me, I really started to see shifts this last, I guess, two years when I stopped making vanity the goal and I started making long-term long thinking health goals of like, now I have a three-year-old. Like I don't want her to see me beating myself up, starving and binging. I want her to have healthy habits. I want mm -hmm. to be able to run with her. I want to feel fueled and I want to be vibrant and vital or, you know, have vitality as I raise her. It's funny how whenever you can shift your mindset around health and fitness, not to just about how I look, that's going to come. If you're a healthy person, that's just a product or a, a result. Uh, but whenever you can just shift your mindset from how do I want to feel like, how do I want to show up in the world for others? It just, it makes all the difference. And, you know, you and I have both have a background of being very restrictive. I used to not touch a carb. I would go run for miles on end. I would beat myself up for anything I would eat. Now we are both fitness competitors and we have had problems with binging in our relationships with food, but it is all a journey. Your health is not a final destination and you're always growing and evolving and learning. So right now we are in a fitness competition season. We are prepping. With healthy mindset. Yes. It's like a huge success for us already. Yes. Like we have been with each other now for this is our second prep and the mindset differences around health and fitness as a whole. It's just been really impressive to see that in you. And it has also rubbed off on me. And that's going to lead me to my next question is, well, I've got, I gotta say, I've oh. gotten a lot of that from you too. Yes. <laughs> Anytime we just got back from traveling together and we're like, we always get hacks from the other. So find friends that like you can constantly be learning from because that's where it's at. But speaking of that, we are both uh, six weeks out from the Bahamas. We will be on a plane to the Bahamas in six weeks. <gasps> that's crazy. But that leads me to my ne next question. Why do you compete? Yeah, I compete because competing for me is a physical measurement of an internal transformation. True. Wow. Like it's how I've been able to gauge how like my progress with food and with working out and with dis or discipline and with consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, those were the reasons I started to compete was because after I had my baby, you know, you kind of lose yourself a little bit, you know, you're, and my first prep was the same week that I stopped nursing. So 15 months nursing, you're like, okay, you went all in, I went all in and you, and, you know, you want your body back and you want to be able to do something for yourself. And I wanted to show up consistently for myself and create that discipline because when you're nursing noon, night, mid morning and mid afternoon and all the things you kind of do for a season, lose your discipline in other areas and, and rightfully so, but I wanted to reinvigorate that in myself and push myself to a limit that I hadn't yet. And again, too, to write, always lead by example. So for me, um, 
all of those things, consistency, discipline, having the health goal, being able to be the best version of myself and, and really being able to just like physically measure where I'm at internally. For sure. And if you're already passionate about health and fitness, like for me, with how obsessed I already am, it just gives me something to channel all of that energy into. And I know you have that kind of personality as well. Like our self-worth is not based on performance, but man, it, it feels good to have a goal. <laughs> it feels good to have a goal and to perform on it. And, you know, like that's why I run my fitness challenges is I get to literally embody what yes. health and fitness is and help other women and competing Heidi and I get to reach more women by doing that we get to inspire them so I just and I love, love seeing you work on your challenges because yeah I wish I should you I'm going to follow you around as you work on those yeah. and as you pour into your girls because for anybody that's listening if you do not do her challenges you need to because this girl of course her heart and soul it has so much knowledge and is so willing to help everybody. And so it, it was really fun this weekend to kind of see you, you know, hustling on your laptop and show me all her, all her clients that she gets so jacked up for. So for anybody that's done her challenges, I want to say congratulations. And if you haven't, you definitely need to check them out because she's got some amazing results with her girls. Heck yeah, ladies. Well, so that is it about health, fitness, and competing. We could probably sit there and talk about these topics all day. But speaking of actually challenges and competing and things like that, something that Heidi is very good at is developing a loyal team and a culture, a tribe, a following. And so I kind of want to pick your brain on how you have developed such a loyal following, legit following. Yeah. And yeah, how do you do it? I think there's several things when, when I kind of thought about this, like what would I want to say in this and, one is I think any leader that has massive influence over a big group of people is always going to lead with their heart, right? You're, you're living for the cause. You're working for the cause. There's cause in what you do. And I think when you have that big vision and you have a big reason to push that vision forward, other people becomes more accessible for people to enroll in. Now, the other thing I would say is, always leading by example, right? Showing people that you're willing to do, you're willing to do the hard things. The dirty work. to embrace the suck. Yeah. <laughs> the dirty work, like yeah. it's not always fun. And showing them too that you're, you're willing to innovate and to always be pushing yourself. You know, I think people get, we get almost, if we're doing- Does he say complacent? Yeah, we get complacent. And we get bored with people that are not growing, right? Like if you're hearing the same message of the same person, or if you're following somebody and they're not innovating or trying to transform or become something more or something better, you're like, okay, you know, that's cool. But if they're always up to something new, that's exciting. And that, or at least that's how I kind of pick and choose my mentors and followers is if they're, you know, grow or yeah. growing and how, you know, where are they headed in life? So I'd say for building a tribe is lead from the heart. You know, always be innovating and be creative, you know, lead from example. And then lastly, I would say is like, just love your people, like love them so hard. Yes. Because seek to love them. You seek to love them because you're going to make mistakes. Anybody that has influence is not perfect. That, that, so let me say that again for those of you guys that are listening that maybe want to become more influential. Anybody who has influence is not perfect. 
And if you can learn to love your people, they're going to learn to love you through your flaws. Mm -hmm. And I think people at the end of the day, people are people and we cannot put them on a pedestal, right? People are people. People are going to make mistakes and that's great, right? We all put our pants on one leg at a time, <laughs> right? Hopefully. I don't know, but I kind of want to piggy tell, piggyback uh, on what Heidi just said is that if you're not always innovating and learning and evolving, I think of Amazon and Walmart, like Amazon just came right in and swooped Walmart. I mean, I still love Walmart, but yeah. you need to be constantly pumping your mind of books and podcasts and ways to learn and, and relate to people because we live in a very fast paced world. Bring so, value. Yeah, yeah. Always bring value. So always be pumping your mind when you're driving, when you're doing cardio, when you're taking a bath, like whatever, use that time that you have. There's really no excuse nowadays to not always be evolving. Yeah, with if you're listening to this podcast, it's a perfect way to get new information. There we go. And then yeah. the Money Honey Mama podcast is coming too. So we have two platforms for y'all. So yes. be ready. All right, next question. This is a good one. Um, I know you have a ton going on between being a mom, a business owner, a fitness competitor, your personal life. You're a great friend to me. You got time for me. So how do you prioritize in balance? And do you believe in balance? You know, I have to say, I do and don't believe in balance. I think Sorry. life is, yeah. <laughs> I think there's seasons, right? And I think really getting a hold of your schedule. I think first of all, prioritizing what's important to you. Not everything should be important to you. Not everything should require a yes. In fact, nothing requires a yes. Amen. More things need to require no's. Amen. <laughs> and as much as we want to say yes to everybody, hello, my name is Heidi Stallard. I am a recovering yes woman. <laughs> um, still in remission. Yeah, I, I mean, I think really being able to say, hey, no, I, I just don't have time, or hey, you know what, this is a better time, or this or that, um, and really categorizing your life into like what areas are important to you, and then setting goals for each of those areas, and then working backwards, creating the tasks to fill your calendar with each of those areas so that you feel balanced. That way you're not leaning more towards one or the other. You know, if you're working on a passion project, you might be, um, neglecting your health or you might you know if you're spending all of your time with your family you might be neglecting your business you know and so you have to find ways once you kind of categorize what is important to you what are goals in each of those areas and then now how can we find tasks that will help move us move the needle forward i in love every that area at least once a week and, and it doesn't have to be a lot it can be 20 minutes you know mm -hmm. But I think also embracing that there are seasons, you know, I had a season of breastfeeding, which looks very different than a season of competing. You know what I mean? Very, very different things. So just understanding that there are seasons too. And if you're, if you're in a season where an area of your life is requiring more out of you, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, just, just make sure that you're still getting something on the books to prioritize the other things. You know, if it just means a 20 minute check-in, conversation with your spouse at the end of the night not just like i'm so tired here's what i did today but like hey how are you doing you know what are you excited about is there anything i can help with genuine yeah a real conversation yes. not just like a recap i love that i am so about seasons and i love the idea of and you guys you can grab a pen and paper right now like five categories that are the most important to you you know family friends 
faith, your business, fitness. I don't know if I already said that, but write your top goals in those areas and work backwards. That's such a great advice. I need to do that. And I think you're reading a book right now about time management, which I want you to plug that in right here so I can go back and listen. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Time management from the inside out by Julie Morgan Stern. And this book, y'all, this book was written a long time ago and it is absolute gold. And I will tell you some of the, some of the, I would say some of the content in it is dated because they talk about like Palm Pilots in the 90s and stuff. But I will tell you the principles are the same and it doesn't matter because principles don't change. Amen. So if you're, if you're really wanting to feel like you need more balance or need more time or just how to manage that better, highly recommend that book. The physical book, not the audio. Do the work in the book, y'all. Do it. Do the worksheets, y'all. Do don't work. skip the worksheets. And then I wanted to ask, I know we all get the same 24 hours in a day, but you do get so much done with your time. So to kind of spin off of that last question, how do you time block or manage your day? Yeah. I will tell you, there are some, there, I try to systemize as much of my life as I can. And I've really just started to work on this over the last couple of years and realized the importance, not just of having systems in business, but systems of life to maintain yes. sanity. Systems maintain sanity, I'll tell you that. And so I try to systemize as much as I can, whether it's processes in my household of like every single night we do this, every single morning we do this, or twice a week we do this, I try to do that. Um, so I try to systemize as much as I can so that I can free up space to do all of the other stuff that really requires my energy. But I, I do, I prioritize what's important to me. So every single day, no matter what, you know, one of the things that's very important to me is that I must spend time with Saucy. In order for me to feel like a good mom and feel connected, I must find some way to connect with her every day um, and really spend that quality time. So I would say like finding things that are going to one, fulfill you, but also to move your goals forward. I love that. You know, and finding time blocking and time batching, y'all. Like we were just talking about this, how I want to just like get my first five episodes and just like work batch them. Like sometimes it just requires a day of you just working on one single thing. So you're not switching between tasks and, and getting all goofy eyed. Like I sometimes do and other days. It's more about like, yeah, switching tasks quickly. And, and I will tell you writing down what you need to get done, finding out how much time it's going to take you to do it. Then figuring out, is this important to me enough to where I can delegate it? And this is from that book too. Delegate, diminish, delay, or um, delete. Which one are that. you going to do? Got to do something. You got to figure out something with that long thousand item to-do list. And then lastly, it's just execute it. Find a place in the calendar. If it's not written down, if it's not scheduled, it doesn't get done. Prioritize your schedule. Schedule your priorities. I have been doing this thing every morning when I journal and I write today's needle moving activities and you guys just writing down the needle movers is so huge, but absolutely it, it is a disciplined, it's a discipline to learn how to fit in everything that's important to you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just not fun, but before your week, before your day, you just got to make time to do it. So it only I, takes like 15 minutes. I know. Maybe that, like at the end of the day, I can usually look at my next day and plan it in five minutes. Exactly. It's not something I grueled, like a grueling task. It exactly. It's consistent with you. You just move things over, schedule, flip things around. For sure. Yeah. We all have the same 24 hours, guys. So let's go. 
All right. So you're huge on mindset, affirmations, visualizations, gratitude. I like to break these down with you and dive into your top hacks for keeping your mind centered and aligned amidst the business of life. Yeah. So my morning routine, as you know, based on our conversations, I have really experimented with this over the last years. <laughs> you have. I mean, guys, I have read probably more books on routines and things than I even care to admit. So I'll tell you, it's a journey, but every single morning, there's a couple of things that I absolutely know I must start off the day to get my ride right. And that is always spending time with God. And honestly, always having quiet time for myself before my family wakes up. <laughs> Run, they're awake. <laughs> and I just know, I'm like, man, if I do not get up before them, nothing is going to get done or my attitude's not going to be the best. But you know that and I you do that. the necessary steps. I get up. Get I'm up. the first one up in my household every day. Every day. Um, and so I, that's like one of the things that I absolutely must get done. And I will tell you, just making sure I always do that. I try to journal every day. If I don't have time to journal every day, I mean, it's really, it's five times a week. Like, mm -hmm. and it, sometimes my journal entries, I could spend an hour on them. Sometimes it's five minutes. Hey, here's what, here's what's on my mind today. Here's what I'm doing. Goodbye. Here's something I want to remember and see you later. Yeah. And I, you know, Heidi, love Heidi. That's yeah. I read it like that every day. Or amen. Um, and so that's one of the things, but Man, guys, I cannot stress the importance of putting at least one positive message, one positive, faith-filled message in your brain every single day. Like 15 minutes in the car, 15 minutes on the Stairmaster, 15 minutes while you're in the bathroom. Like whatever you got to do, guys, just get it done. Just 15 minutes. We have the power to fill our mind with whatever we choose. Yes. And your mind will reflect what you are putting into your mind. So you have to actively choose. If you go to Heidi's house, she has a vision board in her bathroom. She has sticky notes all over her gorgeous sky rise penthouse. Like some women would be like, no, I'm not going to put these <laughs> ugly sticky notes up everywhere. They're not ugly, but she's like, nope, I'm going to put words surrounding me and my family and like you leave her house and there's a sticky note right by her doorknob where she keeps her keys and now face masks um <laughs> covid and it's like a positive note and so she's constantly getting visual reminders so i went and copied her and now that's how our house is people come over and they're like there's no photos of y'all this is weird and i'm like it's just words it's like words and that's how miles and heidi stour are too so yeah. i love that and then i know the visualization like closing your eyes and really visualizing where you want to be i mean i know you do that yeah. like, and moving gonna, your body yeah moving your body and taking care of yourself yeah. yep so I'm only on my third podcast, guys. We are a little new to podcasting over here. So we just had some technical difficulties, but we're going to keep on going because progress over perfection over here. Okay. So Heidi is the best at giving compliments and accepting compliments. Um, was it always easy for you? Have you had to work at this? Tell me about it. Yes. Yes. I will tell you. I had to, I had to work at it. <clears throat> I will tell you when you, and I still am not perfect at it. Thank you for thank you for giving me the compliment uh, compliments. You're but, welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> we both say sorry a lot instead of thank you. And yep. we decided we're it's no longer sorry. It's hey, can you blah 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 instead of instead of saying sorry, we're gonna say thank you. <laughs> yep, thank you instead of sorry, guys. Stop saying sorry. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, so let's get back to the compliments. So I will tell you guys is that I have had to learn this through many, many mentors, but I will say one of them that I really love is Terry Savelle Foy. And she talks about this and she talks about how when you don't accept a compliment, not only are you putting yourself down, but you're actually also putting the other person down. Ouch. Like, yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Sorry. They're like, oh, I like your dress. I'm like, oh, this whole thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. I guess now my opinion's stupid and invalid. <laughs> oh, wow. So, Never thought about not that. Not that everybody thinks about that because I've had people do that to me and I definitely don't feel that way. But I think, doesn't it feel good when you give somebody a compliment and they're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like it makes them feel good and you. And that's not why I give the compliment. I just think. I will tell you guys, if you are not good at giving compliments and you have low self-esteem, I will find, I find, I have found in my life that if I don't feel good about myself, it's harder for me to give compliments, but so the more true. compliments I give, the better I feel about myself. When Zach and I first started dating, I was in such a dark place and I struggled to accept all of his compliments. Cause if y'all know Zach, they come, they come a lot. And he would tell me, I need you to give three compliments a day. He would assign that to me and I would give them all to him because <laughs> I didn't want to give them to other people. So it is a skill and it just accept compliments and work on giving them. It really does feel so good. And I have so much I want to ask you. So we're going to keep going. Um, how has your faith and relationship with God played a role in your life? I know we could probably talk about this all day, but yeah, I know you're we a woman do, of God and we could do a whole podcast on that for sure. You know, I'll tell you that for me, faith is everything in what I do. Um, at the end of the day, for me, that's something I always go back to. Like, to me, God gives us the Bible as like a book of principles. Principles don't change, right? Say it again, girl. Change. And what God says about us doesn't change. You know, we can feel like a failure. We can feel unloved we can feel unwanted we could feel like we're not enough we could feel all of these things but at the end of the day what he says is final and for me that is what i have had to rely on during scary times in my life during times of grief during times of upset during times of depression and guys it's just been what's pulled me through like there's been so many things and i'll just tell you because i know his word and what he's done for me i just know that no matter what happens in business in relationships, whatever, I just always know that it's all working together for my good. For sure. And that is what having faith does. And uh, we have been together and we have prayed out loud together multiple times. You guys, before we do anything, before our flight takes off, before we do a photo shoot or anything, we pray out loud. Heidi sets reminders on her phone out loud to pray. And so I, I just know that Oh, just the difference that it's made for us. But really quick, how did you get the idea to set an alarm on your phone to pray? And how often do you do that? Um, I pray every day at 3.30 for my husband. <laughs> you're welcome, Miles, if you're listening. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah, but that's the cause. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't even know where I heard that. It wasn't, it wasn't like an original thought. I'm pretty sure they were just like, you should pray every day for your spouse. I was like, okay, I need a reminder. You know, and then it was like, I have a reminder every day that goes off at 1.30. It's more of affirmations, but I oftentimes do pray during that time. But I pray every morning. I pray every evening. I pray before every flight. I pray constantly. <laughs> we would be praying out loud and people would just kind of look at you funny. And I just want to say, like, well, first of all, yeah. who cares? But 
we should all normalize praying again. Like, isn't it kind of weird when you're out and you see people praying? It's kind of like, oh, wow. When Zach and I pray before a meal, we'll have servers comment like, wow. I don't see that. that. We should make t-shirts, normalize prayer in public. Yep. Boom, you guys. Merch coming soon. (laughs) Put the link in the show notes. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. Now this question I know is going to stump Heidi. No, no, no question stumps Heidi, but this is a tough one. If you could give advice to your younger self, a few pieces of golden nuggets, what would they be? Yeah. So many nuggets because I was pretty dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I got lots of nuggets. You know, I think the biggest thing is like, this isn't the end. There have been so many times when I was younger that felt so hard, either by chance or by choice. And I will just tell you that the thing that I always had to just focus on was like, this is not the end. I remember like, you know, for my first heartbreak, my mom's friend came up to me, I was like bawling, and she's like, it will never hurt this bad again. And she was right. You know, you grow stronger every time something in life happens. But if I think just knowing that like, if you're still here, God still has so much more of a calling on your life. Like you still have so much purpose. And I would say if you're still, you know, obviously you're here because you're listening, but I would say the get a vision for your life. And when I say get a vision, I mean, like, don't just say, oh, I want to be better off than I am today. I would say, like, dream as wild and as crazy and as absolutely audacious, you know, as you can. Because at the end of the day, if you stretch your mind and you stretch your vision, then you're going to you're you're going to grow towards that. So why limit your vision? Exactly. And, And just keep on growing you know, love people, forgive yourself just as much as you forgive others. And if you're not good at forgiving others, work on that too. Yes. You know, work on forgiving others so that you can forgive yourself. And it is always do the best you can. Progress over perfection. For sure. Get in alignment. Showing know, up. Stop living for everybody else. I love that. And it's so true. Like this too shall pass, you know, being 28 years old now, I really can't look back on quite a few oh shit moments in my life that I really thought you guys, this is it. This is it. I'm finished. And no, not true. So no matter where you're at for real, this too shall pass. I love that. That was amazing. Okay. So one thing about Heidi, you guys, is she is always in the moment and having fun to the fact where sometimes you'll have to rush her. You're like, we go to the gym to film a workout video and she could sit there for an hour and we still have a full workout. And I'm like, Heidi, I love you, but we got to get going. We got to go. But I admire that about you. And that is why you're one of my best friends is you are always pouring into what's right in front of you. So how have you always been so present? How have you mastered that? I don't feel like I've mastered it. I'll say that. I will say that. And I will say that I have gotten better at it and I've gotten better at it through moments where I look back on life and wish I would have been more present. But I will tell you the thing that I think that makes me the most present is gratitude. Keeps you so centered. So centered. And just being able to be like, man, just even in this moment, like how perfect is this? Like, I know. We came down here. We popped out a podcast. The weather is beautiful. It's shining on our faces. We have a view like, of the skyline. Everything. Like, just yeah. always trying to find the best in everything and to be grateful for that moment because knowing that you can't get it back makes it so much more special. For sure. You know, and it's so easy to feel rushed all the time that 
in my life of raising a baby, going on a fitness journey, building a business, like creating a life. Like there's been so many things, so many amazing things that I, I have been grateful for, but could have been maybe more grateful or could have experienced on a deeper level, I should probably say, if I would have just stopped. So I think gratitude is the biggest mm -hmm. way to remain present. And like, even when you're doing things like brushing your teeth or blowing and going through your small daily activities, make that the time where you do sit there and express gratitude. It really does bring you back to the present. And breath work. And lots of breath yeah, work. If you're listening to this, just take a deep breath. And the Calm app, man, I've been loving the Calm app. <laughs> so we have two more questions and they're really good ones. You have had a major self-love, self-confidence journey that's so inspiring your self-love and acceptance is contagious when I'm around you. Even during our photo shoots, I say, Heidi, I want you to shoot first so I can watch you because it radiates. It really does. And God shines through you. So how did you get to this level of self-acceptance on your journey? I mean, it's always a journey, but I will say, I think something happens when you turn 30 and you're just like, I don't care what anybody thinks of me anymore. Forget you all. Forget you all. No, I'm not even I think it's just like why you only have one life like wear the dang leggings wear the haircut that you want like do your makeup like I lived for so long I remember when I was younger wearing sweat boys sweatshirts because I was embarrassed of my body and I didn't know how to do makeup actually I was embarrassed of my boobs because it was like pre-puberty you know everybody else and I had them first and I was just like you know and then it was like and then as I got older I was always scared to stand out too much and now it's like I like want to stand out. Heidi's like, I need to be edgy. What can I wear to be edgy? I love it. I need it. to be edgy. I need to be sparkly. I need to be bright. I need to be all those things. And maybe I feel like I'm like living on borrowed time in that house. <laughs> you know, I just think it's like be exactly who you want to be. Great. And, and 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 the thing is, is when you find yourself living like that, and the people that do and don't receive you. It's crazy because then when you just slowly start to see the people that are attracted to you and, you know, are in your life, like those are the people that you enjoy more. And let me tell you, you guys, whenever you do start entering this new level of self-acceptance, which I have, it will hurt when you start seeing people that you love back off or maybe you'll see some relationships fizzle out. Or, but you're also attracting something so much more special. You're attracting the right people, but there's a gap sometimes. When you yeah. start showing up as your authentic self, you don't always immediately attract those people. Yeah, it takes a minute. We live our lives kind of to other people's comfort level. For sure. You dull your sparkle. Yeah. And we're not even just talking. I hope you guys have caught on. We're not just talking about physical beauty. We are talking about like the works. Yes. You know, the whole day. <laughs> Everything. Yes. But yeah, I think. Uh, just got to the point where it was like, it doesn't matter what my body looks like or my hair or whatever. Like, if I want to be sexy, I want to be sexy. If I want to be edgy, I want to be edgy. If I want to be bright and bold, bright and bold and sparkly, you know? Amen. And so just keep showing up as yourself and you're going to find those people, y'all. Amen. All right. Last question. This is for you listeners because I know that Heidi is just going to drop some, some bombs right here. So what would you say to someone wanting to start their career, their business, their mindset, their self-love or faith journey? How do you get started and make changes that you feel called to make? Because at the end of the day, we all have something sitting in our stomach right now that we know we need to start or work on. So 
Let's talk about the nudge that you were talking about. The, the universe is going to nudge you. So the first thing I'll say is you don't even have to know the full picture. Okay. I would say majority, like 99.9% .9 of the time, when people set out to pursue a vision, they didn't even know what the vision was. They just had a pit feeling in their stomach that if they didn't move, they were going to be moved. The why happens over time. The why happens You don't always time. know it. Yeah, you don't always know it. I will tell you, every time I've just been obedient to like whatever I felt called for is when I've been able to see a little bit more. It's like every day that I take a step forward, I see more of the vision unfold. It looks so, so different than it did five years ago. Yes. You know, and don't get so hung up on the why that you're like not starting. It's like just respond to those calls. Just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be complete. You just got to get it done. Absolutely. Make the progress. I love that. You guys don't let the universe hit you with a two by four. I'm pretty sure it's happened to both of us a few times. <laughs> so you guys, um, I want Heidi to tell you all where they can find you and just get more dosage of this awesomeness that you're spitting on here. Yeah, you can actually find me. You can find me on Facebook, Heidi Stallard. You can also find me on Instagram at Heidi Stallard. Uh, and I will be coming out with my Money Honey podcast soon, and all of the details will for that will actually be um, they'll they'll be uploaded as it comes out in my link tree in my bio on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and yeah, I'm on TikTok. I'm not super active on TikTok, but you can mostly find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out these days. Same. So just drop me a DM, y'all. I am always posting different things and, and different stuff. And you're going to find more goodies there. For sure. And when she launches her podcast or any other big life moves, I'll be sure to mention it on here because babes support babes. We are not in competition, ladies. Yes. Babes support babes. So find you a friend like Heidi. I love you. Thank I love you. Thank you for having me. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into episode three and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening in for another A&G episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with me and also for taking the time for yourself. If you found this episode helpful, it would be so amazing if you shared it on your story and tagged us or send it on to someone who would benefit from listening. It would also mean the world if you left a review on the Apple Podcast app so we can reach and inspire more and more people. If you are vibing with this podcast and you want more, feel free to join our Instagram and Facebook communities by searching Align and Grind Podcast. Thanks again, guys. Bye.